welcome you all to our second Mental Health Recovery Grow podcast. Um, my name is Sheila Tracy and we are here tonight to talk about um, how important it is for us all to remain connected to our friends and family um, during this COVID-19 challenge. We're delighted that you're listening in and we really hope you find the next 20 or 30 minutes beneficial and of help at this very, very strange time. Tonight I'm joined by three guests um, who are very much GROW program experts and they've lived the GROW program over a number of years and um, are here to tell us how when they've dealt with situations where isolation has been a problem, what kind of, um, I suppose, GROW wisdoms or gems they love to go back to to get them through tough times. So firstly, I have um, Jerry Cronin from um, our southern region, who is an area coordinator. Then we're also joined by Chris Fitzgerald, who is um, part of GROW in our Limerick office. And then we also have uh, Christine O'Neill, who's um, with GROW in our um, Rathout group in Mead. So you're all so welcome to join me here. Jerry, um, I'll come to you first. You've um, been area coordinator um, based down in, in Kerry and you would, I suppose, deal with isolation would be kind of an, a normal everyday thing for a lot of our, our members down there. And what, what kind of things to come up for you as challenges with isolation and, and how do you help them deal with that or how do the group support them in that? Yeah, it certainly is, Sheila. Um isolation is huge in all parts of rural Ireland probably but especially in Kerry and West Cork where I live and work and um, I suppose that loneliness is probably one of the greatest issues there is in, in people living down here living alone um, and it certainly is a huge issue in mental health. In rural Ireland and indeed in the towns you know it's always said you can be very, very lonely in the city and you can be quite comfortable with your own company in the countryside or even in the desert. But yet loneliness um, and a perception of lack of support are two big issues. Um, and they are what we deal with really. Okay. And is there, I suppose, in a, a grow group when somebody comes and they say that this is a, is a particular issue, is it the rest of the group that kind of give them the support and the, I suppose, the nudge to, to force them to connect with people or to find a way of, of working through the isolation or, or how, how does that normally work? That is what the GROW groups are about. They're about the group and about the individuals in the group. My role would not be to offer advice or offer one-to-one -one counselling to anybody, but it's, I'm there to support the group, yes. I suppose. Um, I'm there to work with the existing leadership, but it's not just the leadership that encourage and support and advise people, it's the whole group. It's, I suppose, we are peer support group, you know, we're a rural and urban community mental health peer support group. We're there to support one another and when somebody comes in with an issue, one of isolation and loneliness especially, it's one we've all heard before, and it's one a lot of us have dealt with before. And we can empathise and we can recognise what the person is experiencing. We can offer our own experiences. We can offer bits of programme, a lot of programme, a lot of wisdoms in our programme book, The Blue Book. So yeah, it is the group that responds to the person. And I, I suppose, Jerry, there's, there's even a comfort in knowing that 
the group have faced those challenges too that yes you might feel isolated but it's a normal feeling and everybody has periods of loneliness once you come in the door of a grow group you're with people who understand you there's always somebody who has experienced something similar to what you've experienced yes. maybe not in the exact same way but they do know what it's like to be isolated to be alone to be depressed to be down to be hopeless as we, as we say hopeless hapless and helpless everybody in a grow meeting will recognize that when you talk about it and they're all there to help and they understand very well what it's like to feel like that. Very good. Um, and Chris, I think I'll come to you next. Um, just in terms of, uh, I suppose, your journey to mental health and, and exactly, you know, the challenges that you faced and I suppose the, the wisdoms that you've learned along the way. Could you give us a little bit of a, a bit of background on yourself? Yeah, I suppose, Sheila, I've come full circle in, in my grow journey and in my life journey. Um, I came to grow for my own needs um quite a long time ago um when i got back on my feet which i did fairly quickly because with the support and the um wisdom of grow and more most importantly the people i met at grow i got back on my feet you know fairly quickly mm -hmm. um i began to volunteer for grow i went on to work for grow in many many different roles throughout the years i don't think there's a hat i haven't worn in grow at some stage and uh, now I'm back as a volunteer, but I suppose first and foremost, I'm a member of GROW. And when we talk about isolation, like isolation is very personal to us when we're going through that difficult time, because I suppose there is that, aside from the isolation we're talking about today during um, COVID-19, there's that personal isolation that one feels when you think that nobody understands you and that you're alone in something and you can be surrounded by by lots of people and lots of good people as i was in my difficult times you know i had 12 brothers and sisters i had a great husband um i had loads of friends that were really willing to support me but it was i who isolated myself because i felt nobody's going to understand what I'm going through here. So that, that very personal isolation as well. And I know we will talk about the isolation that all of us are experiencing today, later on. But um, yeah, that isolation and breaking out of that isolation. Yes. Like, for instance, going to a grow group or reaching out and just telling somebody you're in trouble and looking for that um, support. And that's how we break out of that isolated place that absolutely cripples some of us. Yes. Thank you for that, Christine. Um, and now, um, Christina, you might just, I suppose, introduce yourself. And, and um, I know I mentioned you're from the, the group in Rathout, but just, I suppose, a, a little bit of background to your journey and, and what you've found yeah. Grow has helped you with. Um, well, I'm with Grow now for the last 16 years, but it's back in the 16 years that um, my story started when I ended up in Navan Hospital um, after trying to commit suicide. And like what Chris was saying there about the isolation, it was like um, I isolated myself from friends and family because I felt, you know, I'm a burden. Nobody should be having to take on my problems. Um, but it came to a huge crunch then when you know, just an ordinary day up in Dublin visiting family and on the way home I just felt no, can't take it anymore and I just floored the car 
and like that there was a, a wall at the end of the road and I was just heading straight for it but thankfully somebody was with me and pulled my foot up off the accelerator and I turned the corner and came home but I ended up then in hospital for 12 weeks after that and for the first seven weeks I didn't want anybody near me I didn't want visitors I didn't want anybody near me I didn't even want the staff near me yeah. I literally wanted to be left on my own so I self-isolated in that sense but um, Grow came in then and gave a talk and it was in when somebody gave their story that my story was in it and I just said do you know what there was a, a nurse there now who was I think she was way before her time she just saw that there was something in getting somebody to recover it's not just med medicine it's you know they can go hand in hand so she brought me to my first grow meeting the following Tuesday and I haven't looked back since. Mm -hmm. And like that now, my, my isolation would have been, I didn't want to go out in public because I live in such a small rural town. Everybody knew everybody. So they knew I hadn't been around for a while. Yeah. So I just felt I had a big sign across my head saying, you're mad. You know, you've been in a mental institution, therefore keep away. And it's reminding me just of now, you know, with COVID-19, it's like unclean, unclean, keep away, keep away. So, but I put myself into that. Yeah. So the task I was given by my group when I did go to it was um, just to go out once a day, once in a week, not to do the seven days, just one week, one day in the week. And to use um, people that mind don't matter and people that matter don't mind. So when you say that for the first time, it's a mouthful and you're kind of going, these people haven't a clue what I'm going through, you know, and I just said, right, well, I'll give it a go. Mm -hmm. But it took, I'd say it took a month for me to be able to walk outside my front door without feeling that I had this sign across my head. And therefore it did break that isolation cycle because yes, I had great family and I had great friends around me, but it was me that needed to act for myself to get myself out of that isolation from keeping away from family and friends. So the, the grow group that I went to at the time was actually in Navan okay. and they just encouraged me so much and so much so that I was able to, you know, take on little tasks each week. But my backstory is a little bit more. It's just that I, I was in an abusive relationship, but it actually helped me to work my way through that as well because like that the isolation I felt well everything was my fault mm. you know that things are the way they are at home because of me but through the program and through getting your little tasks and your piece of the program you realize okay I do have a value here I am a person I can do what every ordinary person does so that's why my group is so important to me and that's why I still use it today even though you know, my mental health would be a lot better than what it was, but I still have my dips, even going through the coronavirus now at the moment, I do have my things that wobble me a bit. And um, once I go back to my little blue book, it's full of wisdoms and it's like my little Bible. I keep it with me no matter where I go. And um, when I have a stumble, I'm able to pick it up and read whatever I need to read. Christina, I think <clears throat> that that is just, a, there's so many bits in that story that I... I think we can all take something from, I mean, that, that first meeting that you just happened to be involved in and somebody else's story reflecting how you were feeling and then the courage that 
you know, that task, been given that task every week and you feeling I have to do this for the group, but it must have taken so much courage to, to actually face oh, that. You felt absolutely. absolutely, because like when I was in the house, it was my little safety net, you know, like no one can touch me, even though I had like my mom came to stay with me to help me with the kids and that. But, you know, if I didn't go outside that door, I didn't have to face anything. I didn't have to stand up and be a person. I could just hide. Yeah. But because I wanted to get my life back and I wanted to feel like I had three small kids at that stage. So I couldn't be a mother if I was going to stay in the house all the time. I couldn't. You know, what, what, what am I showing them if I don't try and take back my life and try and, you know, do the best I can for them? Mm-hmm. But in the end, it wasn't just for them. I needed to do it for myself, you know. And I have to say, there's loads of different wisdoms I could use, you know, just literally take one day at a time. You know, it has helped me so much. That's, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without grow. I really That's wouldn't. Brilliant. And Jerry, I think you wanted to, to pop in there and add something to that. Yes, and I was so slow to interrupt Christina because she was speaking so well and, and uh, really explaining how the group served her. And there was something in my mind while she was speaking. And it is that we go to grow groups for help. Mm-hmm. And we find that it is by helping others that we get that help. So in other words, there are people in there who really, really want to help us. And by allowing them to help us, we are helping them as well to develop their leadership qualities and to have an input into somebody else's recovery. And there is a feel-good factor in that. So basically, I suppose, the wisdom that comes to mind there, and it's in page 13 of our Blue Book, um, and for those that don't know, the Blue Book is our program book. It's really our Bible um, it's on page 13 of the blue book. If you need help, help others. And to help others, let them help you. It's something that reminds me of when I'm um, in self-isolation at the moment, that I kind of think of people in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, it's like a task. I'm going to make three phone calls today and that, that's going to be done. And then I think of who are the people that I want to talk to for me you know, that'll make me feel better, that'll, you know, tell me jokes or keep my okay. spirit up, but then I make three phone calls for who who will want to hear from me, who might I be their yeah. positive person for yeah. today, so I think there's, you 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 kind of, exactly what you were saying, Jerry. You, you give, but you receive by giving, and it does just all round, we all feel better. So Chris, you had also mentioned that the, the challenges um, of family and, you know, spending so much time with our loved ones. And I suppose the, the pressure that that's going to put on relationships, because it's, it's just not a norm that we're used to. What I wanted to add um, was that we had heard the word unprecedented so much over the past few weeks. And I would be a great believer in life as a habit of throwing things at us when we least expect it. When we think life is sailing along and we're all, you know, do you know what? Things are okay. And then suddenly we get a wallop of something unexpected. But this is on a massive scale. So for all of us, this is a very, very strange time. And, you know, it affects us in so many different ways. It affects us um, physically, mentally, socially financially and all of those other things it has touched all of us um 
and we are isolated, we are being told to stay at home, and that can be very, very difficult. Um, but we must be creative in trying to find ways to deal with that. Um, and I think for me, part of, of my programme would be acceptance. We must, acceptance is a lovely word. I love the word acceptance, but it can be very hard to do. Yeah. And it is one of the five foundations of maturity in our program um, is to accept because anything we don't accept, we fight against. And if we accept this situation, albeit very, very difficult for a lot of people, you know, we will get through it. We will at least accept. Um, and I think as well as the self or the isolation and the self-isolation and all of the other isolations that we're having to do, there's another aspect to that that really, you know, I would have spoken to you about it, Sheila. There's a lot of us forced into a situation at the moment where we're, um, we have to spend time with a lot of people. And I say that with caution because my husband is probably, would probably listen to this. Um, I've never spent so much time with my husband because, uh, you know, we're, we're together 40 years, but we've always worked full time. And at weekends, our, our families are around. And now we're forced into this situation where we're spending so much more time together. And that can put a strain on people because I just remember on Sunday, I thought if my husband flicks over the channels once more, I'll stick the remote in his ear or something. <laughs> You know, because we're together, you know, we're, this is, has been forced upon us. Yeah. So I think we need to be gentle, we need to be understanding, and we need to be accepting of what is going on around us at the moment. And that will help us to get through it. Um, and those things aren't easy to do. I'm not going to say, sit here and say, oh my God, I can just accept that my husband is driving me crackers. You know, I can't, but I can find something to do. I can go in, I can pick up the phone, I can go out and bake a cake, I can go out to the back. And I would say to anyone that's finding it difficult, you know, if you're at home with lots of uh, parents or at home with young children, lots of people, as Jerry touched on earlier on, are maybe at home with elderly parents, um, teenagers, you know, partners, whatever, that we have not ever been forced to spend this amount of time with. Um, find something you know we are very creative people any of us that have come through bad times we have been creative in getting back on our feet and you know working towards recovery be creative now find something to do as I said make that phone call go out to the shed and have a quiet moment do a little bit of meditation you know anything just to keep you you know grounded at this at, at this time Yes, absolutely. And I, I think, Chris, what you're saying about there, accepting it, you know, just taking a step back and admitting that this isn't ideal and it's tough and it's tough on, you know, everybody in a household. Um, and it's also tough for people who have nobody with them in their, their isolation. So it's when I suppose we're all kind of using the, you know, we're all this in this together, but everybody's situation is just that little bit different or, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult and I think you're, you're 100% by saying we accept it and we, we can make the most of it, you then start to see some positives in what we have that, uh, you know, there's some days I feel that it's like as if somebody has pressed pause on my life and let me stand back and, and look at what do I like about it and what don't I like about it? And there's a lot of reflection kind of time. And as you say, mm -hmm. meditating and 
just just enjoying getting to know what what works and what lifts your spirit and what feeds you as opposed to when life is so fast it just goes by and we don't get a chance jerry you you want to come in there again i do because you know as you're speaking i get lots of things are popping into my mind and I, part of what christina was talking about there was you know these unhealthy persistent invasive thoughts that we can have when we're alone when we're isolated and i suppose we must never forget and again one of the big raw wisdoms is a friend is as near as the nearest phone or as far away as the nearest phone <laughs> but i suppose it's important to keep contact to follow sound advice and believe and trust what our friends tell us i suppose the biggest problem we can make and the biggest mistake we can make when we're alone when we are isolated, is that we begin to completely rely on our own impressions, our own understanding of things, our own feelings. And sometimes if we're not in discussion with other people whom we trust and believe um, and depend on, our own impressions can sometimes be wrong um, when we're not discussing it with anything, so it's with anybody. So it's important that we do have conversations, even a telephone conversation with a friend, um to discuss issues especially in rural areas this time of year where it can be very hard animals are still inside creating a lot of work the costs of feeding them are rising it's difficult to keep things clean um so we do get depressed but we maybe should not forget that our nearest neighbor who might be a mile away is having the exact same difficulties and it's good to sit down on the phone or whatever it has to be on the phone now in the present climate and have a chat and you know say oh my god i'm having the same problems as you're having but this as we say in grow this too will pass and when we have i suppose crisis and anxiety and we're on our own there are and we talk in grow about about crisis management there are four questions to ask and there are four very simple questions the first one is what exactly am i troubled about and when we answer that, we can ask ourselves, is this absolutely sure? Is it probable or is it only possible? And we ask next time, being wise, how important is this? And the most important question of all is, what am I going to do about it? You know, and really, we can have issues, we can have problems, but once we take a step to do something about it, we begin to solve our problem. Absolutely. And they're they're so they're, it just takes so much sense when you kind of use it in that kind of four questions um and and the last one being what shall i do about it so it nearly it nearly leads back into what you're saying about the task christina where what will i do about it and then you you have a plan so i know that there's a lot of people who maybe would have supported or dropped shopping on a weekly basis to elderly relatives and you know what are we going to do now but i suppose one thing that that struck me is that the community uh, around us you know on post with their dropping you know the, the postman there there's so many good initiatives and so many volunteer programs that have come from a bad situation to show us kind of the good in the world and and what is positive out there and um, another thing that i've noticed is I, I look up at the sky now and you don't living in dublin you don't see planes you see birds and it's just so nice to have the, the sky so quiet and the sun is shining our weather is gorgeous so I think it's it's just about seeing you know that that there is so much still going on that we can enjoy and um, christine you want you wanted to come in there 
know, just what you were saying there, you know, I was only thinking today when I, like I go out now for a walk in the morning, just, you know, to try and get a bit of air into my lungs and that. And like what you were saying, you know, there's, you know, the air is so fresh and the birds and even the animals, like the, there's horses out in the field, yeah. you know, and there's cows out in the field and you find yourself that you stop and you know, like my kids think I'm mad, but you know, you stop and you go over to them and you know, your life is not, Oh, I have to get my walk done. Yes. And you know, get home and I have to do the iron and I have to do the clean and I have to do, you know, all the things. And I know before the, the COVID-19, like I had a list as long as my arm to get done in the house. And I have to say, you know, with my three children that are, I keep calling them children, but they're young adults like they're all off work, you know, among my son, like he's giving me great help around the house and I'm getting so much done, but I'm actually doing it at a leisurely pace and I'm actually enjoying doing it. And I look forward to my walk in the morning now because I know it's not going to be right, get out and do it and get back and whatever, you know, it's just yeah. what will be, will be, my day will unfold as it's going to unfold, you know, and I do think, you know, it is also important for us to have our own little time for ourselves because I'm with three other adults in the house, you know, I do find that I do need to go off maybe to my own room or go out the back garden or anything just so that I have my five minutes to myself and I can think or I can just, you know, and I don't have them fussing around me and, you know, ma'am, you can't do that or ma'am, don't do that, you know, and just so that you can be with yourself, you know, yeah. and it, it makes so it just makes your day then that you can just get on and do things, you know, and, um, yeah, I just, I just find, you know, that we, we are noticing differences in our life, you know, Absolutely. and, um, you know, it is great. And I think it is good for us to slow down. Um, Chris, I think you wanted to, to come in to add something there as well. You know, and nature is a really lovely way of grounding us. And I think where we can in these, these present times, we should be using that, that, you know, whole, world that we have out there um to ground ourselves but i think it's very important and i think christine you touched on it earlier on i think it's very important for us to again to use the word to be creative now and to have a plan and you know i remember when i was on my road to recovery i remember getting a task to do one or two things every day that made me feel productive or made me smile and i have been using that because i think you know any of us that have used the grow program or any of us that have used any program to help us back to recovery we remember those things very clearly and i have been using that because i can't go very far from my house um, I can't be in touch with a lot of people because of a condition I have and you know but I can go to the supermarket and get my groceries early in the morning but I think every day I think it's very important for all of us make a little plan and you know put on that plan like we do in our, our, our progress report journal do three things today that make you feel productive or smile and those three things they're not like I'm not talking about big giant steps i'm talking about you know clean out an old press that maybe you haven't tackled for a while uh, maybe tidy the yard um just to give you an example what i did the other day having had four children who are now all in their 30s and they're gone but my house there must have been ten thousand cds in my house and i spent a day and a half chasing down those cds because there was yards 
of my wardrobes taken up with these boxes of CDs. And I chased down all those CDs the other day and I put them all into their proper cases. I dumped what we didn't want and stealing up. That has been the job for 10 years that Absolutely. I wanted to do. Yep. And I did that on Saturday and Sunday. And I was very, very proud of myself. Absolutely. Yeah, that is so, some achievement. And it, you're right, there's, there's some kind of satisfaction in terms of telling yourself that you're going to do two or three things and then going to bed that night and thinking, even if you only got one or two of them done, but the tick of that box just, just feels I, I am achieving things. And it's I have good. done something today. Yes, yes. Yeah. Jerry, have you, you have something else to yeah, we had to take you up time to maybe others want to speak as well. But, you know, Christina, doing that job, we all have, especially those of us that are living on our own or isolated, we all have that job that we're afraid to tackle. It might be just replacing that washer in the tap or hanging that picture or painting that garage or painting the wall. You know, we have a saying, I would say, do it, get started, do it. And we have a very lovely wisdom in growth on page 22 of the Blue Book. If a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly while you're getting good at it, you know. So look, who cares if you make a mess of it? It's worth doing badly if it's worth doing at all. So I would say, yeah, there's a job there to be done. Make a start. Have a go. Do it. If you make a mess of it, no big deal. Absolutely. No, that, that makes so much sense. And the minute you've started it, you kind of feel that little bit of sense of achievement and the next day it's it, it's it's on the way you know I, I can pick it up where I left off um no that's that's brilliant guys would you believe we have actually run out of time we've we've really I think we've we've hit on a good few points there though and I think um I suppose our, our overall objective with these podcasts is to to really bring home as many grow wisdoms as we can because our our fellow members are, are missing the groups and missing the interactions and we we kind of are coming together on a weekly basis to to try and have those chats and, and that familiar language and maybe help people in there in the isolation with a few familiar voices so guys thank you so much for joining me i i have learned so much again this week um, as someone who's very new to grow um, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I hope all our listeners will, will join us again for our next one next week. Um, also, if anybody does need tips as we go through the week, we have a lot on the grow.ie website. And we also have um, any crisis lines there should anybody need to, to reach out or anybody you know need help. So thank you very much, guys. And we'll talk to you next week.